Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to episode 100 of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in to this somewhat special, at least milestone episode of this podcast. Gosh, this has been a journey. A year ago when I started the idea of cool things entrepreneurs do, I really didn't know if it was going to be something that I could keep up with. The schedule of doing two shows a week seemed overwhelming. Plus, I had no idea if anyone would listen in, and I thought, why go through the effort of creating a show if no one's going to listen, if it's not providing value to people? But fast forward 100 episodes, and I am so proud to be here talking to you today. And I'm so proud to have you as a listener of this show, because together, this has been a journey. I know some people have listened to almost all 100 episodes. They've been with me from the very beginning. Some come and go from time to time when they see a person that we're interviewing that they find interesting or a topic that gets their mind. And others are new listeners. And I know there's been a lot of new listeners in the last several months who have just joined in and haven't gone back and listened to old shows. And I think I think the journey is a progression of the show getting better. I think when I interview people today, if you listen to episode 99, where I interview Jeffrey Hazlett, who is an amazing entrepreneur, and you go back and listen to episode one, where I interviewed Brian Minnell, who is not only a phenomenal entrepreneur, but also someone I have known since the seventh grade. I think if you listen to those two episodes with nothing else, you would see a huge change in the way I'm able to talk to the people who we're interviewing, getting them to open up and share stories. At least I hope I'm growing. I knew when I went into this that this was going to be something that was going to take time and effort to be able to get the show to a level where I was proud of it. And I will tell you what, I am so proud of this show. I am so proud to be here on episode 100 because I know what's coming ahead. I know that episodes 101 and forward are just going to get better and provide more value and more information and hopefully more inspiration and ideas to those of you who tune in. Because I always believe that if you found me serendipitously and you found a show called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, my belief is you're an entrepreneur and you love entrepreneurship, or you're someone who, like I was seven years ago, who has a job but wishes that they could be working for themselves. And so I want to tell those of you who, are, who want to be entrepreneurs that you can do this because I did it. I, I, six years ago when I got laid off, had no idea I would be able to create the career that I created. But I went for it and I tried and I hung out with entrepreneurs and I, I read books and, and I just studied everything I needed to do to be able to build a speaking business. And now, you know, as I sit here in 2015, it's real. And I'm so excited that I was able to do this and I get really excited for other people that they can go and create the businesses that they want. And for a lot of people, it's a solopreneur world like mine. I work for myself. But for other people, they're launching businesses that are going to employ hundreds, if not thousands of people and make millions of dollars. And that's inspiring and interesting. So as we kind of go through this show, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do 
for episode 100. I was a little bit confused because I thought maybe I should do something big. Maybe I should like tap my network and get a real business celebrity, somebody who everybody knows. Maybe I should interview uh, some of the past guests and do kind of a compilation where they talk about you know what they've learned since the time they were interviewed, the newest piece of information they had. A lot of people celebrate their 100th show by getting people to call in and leave messages, but I thought, I don't like those shows. You don't want to listen to people calling in going, hey, Tom, congratulations on episode 100. So then I thought, this is just a celebration of this milestone. Why don't I just share it with the listeners? So I thought I would just share some of the things that are going on with me, what inspires me, what's happening, and we'll make this episode just a celebration of what this show has done for me and hopefully for some of you. So I want to start with what's kind of the big news in my life, and that is this weekend, just yesterday, we dropped my oldest daughter off at college. Now, for some of you, if you don't have kids or you have younger kids, you may not understand what a big milestone this is. You may only be able to look at that through the eyes of when you yourself left your parents' home and started that next phase of your life. I know when I did 31 years ago, I was so ready to go. I never thought about the emotions that my parents went through. And, and at the time, my mom was, was fighting a losing battle with cancer. And as I think of it from the standpoint of a parent, how horrible to know that you're you know, losing you know, a battle as you watch your child start their life. I mean, it must have been exciting and thrilling for her, but at the same time, there must have been something so final. So if you only, I never thought about that until I watched my own kid move away. So this weekend, we flew her to Pittsburgh because she's going to be a freshman at Carnegie Mellon University. And I got to tell you, what an amazing place. I know that there are so many great colleges and universities around the country, but I always believe that what you have to do in this process, and it was a long process to find the right school, you have to find the right school for the right student. And I really believe that Jackie has found that. I really believe she's in the right place. It made it so much easier to leave for the airport and get on a plane and fly away when I know that she's in the right place for her and that she's ready. Heck, this kid's been ready since fourth grade. I think she would have preferred to have gone away to boarding school. But the reality is the time was right. She's strong. She's ready. And we had to take her and drop her off and go. But before we did, they had orientation for the parents and a lot of stuff. And we got to listen to, you know, the business school talk about what they would go through there. We got to hear the president of the university speak. We got to meet the RAs and some of the other students and people she'll be living with. And it all just felt right. But the part that has lingered in my mind for the last 24 to 48 hours is the motto of the university is a quote from Andrew Carnegie. And that is, my heart is in the work. And I've heard that before. We've done a lot of research on the university when she was considering going there. But my heart is in the work was said a couple of different times by different people in different meetings that we went to. And there's different ways that that quote from Carnegie can be interpreted. But the reality is, is that's what I think this podcast is. It's work to be able to keep the schedule of re releasing this show every Tuesday and Thursday but my heart is in it because I've been able to interview some of my colleagues, some of my friends. I've been able to interview people who are doctors, who are lawyers, who are captains of industry. And I have been exposed to so many different ways of looking at the world. This podcast came about because I was at a conference last year and I heard someone say, if you're feeling stuck, if you need inspiration, go out and interview 50 successful people 
And the speaker's advice was at the end of doing those interviews, you will be better. There's no way you cannot have grown and become inspired if you talk to 50 amazing people about what they do in their world. And so I took on this project of cool things entrepreneurs do, partially from a selfish vantage point, that I wanted to talk to really cool people about the cool things they were doing and find the inspiration that I needed and that I was desiring. But at the same time, I've been able to share that with so many listeners, and it is so cool when I get a tweet or an email from somebody saying how much an interview they listened to on this show really mattered to them. So every time I feel I'm burdened by trying to get this show done or trying to schedule an interview with the right person, I'm reminded that hosting a podcast, it's a job, it's work. And yet, I'm touched by the thought that my heart is in the work because I love doing that. And that's true of my my job as a professional speaker. I love when I have the opportunity to touch an audience. And sometimes you speak to a group and you feel like you did a great job. And sometimes you speak to a group and you feel that you transformed somebody in the audience. And those are the times when I walk off stage and feel that I matter. And so I think it's important as all of you look at your lives and your careers and your jobs, is your heart in the work, not just the joy and the fun parts, but is your heart in the work at all times? I hope so. And I hope that's what we bring you on this show is just a little bit of heart that helps you get through the hard parts of job, of your job and get you focused on getting through it and getting it done. Because I want the people in my world around my life, I want those people to love what they do. And as I think of my daughter going off and starting college and eventually she'll graduate and she'll get a career and maybe, a, maybe an advanced degree, as I think about all the work that's involved with her future from the career side of her life, I hope that her heart is in it. I hope she finds something that she's passionate about so that when she wakes up every day, it's not hard to go to work. It's inspiring and exciting to go to work because I get really excited by people who are finding success. I think it's fun. It's not just, you know, some people get jealous when they see other people really crushing it out there, whether it's their competitors or someone in a different industry. They think sort of, well, why them and why not me? But I don't look at it that way. I get really, really excited when I see other people having success. And I think there's two reasons for that. One of the reasons is, is I just love the concept of success. I love to see people who find their way and pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they win. They work hard and the, and the victories pay off. I just think there's something about that that you can't replace anywhere else. I think seeing that pure piece of victory is so awesome. But I also get excited by seeing other people succeed because it reminds me that I can succeed. And I hope that's what I do with this show. When you see that I have some sort of success in my life or my career, I hope you think, God, if that yo-ho can do it, I can do it. Because that's the thing is, you know, I work hard and, and I try to get stuff done, but, you know, I'm nothing special. I didn't go to some fancy college. I don't have some fancy degree. You know, the amazing thing is, is that I just go out and try stuff and do stuff and I put my head and my heart into it. And when I have a success, I hope that that is a role model for other people because it's just a process. I have found that as I build my career, it's taking a lot longer than I wanted it to. But as I build my career and I find that success, what I'm finding is, is I have to trust that process. I have to trust that the goals I've set for my life are in tune with who I am as a person and they match up with my skill sets. And at the end of the day, they meet the goals that I have for myself and my family. 
And because of that, it is a long process, but I trust it. But I'm also very, very enthusiastic about what I'm doing. And that's something I think that's important if you want to find success. I think you have to be enthusiastic about what you do. I talk to a lot of people and they say, yeah, I sort of fell into what I'm doing and it pays the bills and I like it. That's not enthusiasm. That doesn't get you out of the bed in the morning and make you say, yes, I am going to go do something bigger today than I did yesterday. And if you're one of those people who feels that you're stuck in the rut where you're just going through through the motions... I want you to find that enthusiasm. I want this show to be a conduit for you to find that enthusiasm. I hope that some of the people who I interview say something that sticks in your mind and gets you excited about the job you're in or about the job you want to go, you know, begin or the company that you want to start. So I hope that 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 is is what we're accomplishing with this show. And now that we're all the way up at episode 100 and I'm starting to see big growth in the audience, I'm starting to believe that this journey, this process of cool things entrepreneurs do, I'm starting to think that it has a purpose, that there's something maybe bigger than just me getting to interview these interesting people. I'm starting to really believe and get really excited and I'm enthusiastic about the fact that this show is there for somebody. It might just be one person who listens to one episode who says, Tom, that is exactly what I needed to hear. You were the right person on the right day. Thank you so much for bringing that message to me. So I'm going to ask you to go back If you've never listened to this show before, I'm going to ask you to go back and listen to a couple of the episodes. I don't care which it is. Just pick any number from 1 to 99 and go listen to that episode and see if there's not some little piece of inspiration or something there that can bring you enthusiasm because that's why we're doing this show. So as my daughter left for college and my younger daughter started eighth grade today, so we're one year away from her starting high school, so that's going to be a whole other journey. I've been very philosophical, and I thought, what advice would I give my kids as they go into these new stages of their life? And was the advice similar or was it different? So I started to write down, what would I tell a college student if I really wanted to give her a piece of advice? And, and then I looked at it as, what would I tell an eighth grader if there was something I really needed to, to, to educate her about? And as I wrote things down, most of them fit into both categories. And as I looked at the list that I created and pared them down, really... There were six things, and I think this advice is good for anybody. So, Jackie and Kate, this advice is from your dad to you, but for everybody who's listening, I think this advice is for all of us. So, the six pieces of advice that I want to share with you here on episode 100, and I hope it's a gift. I hope that something in here makes you say yes, and none of it's rocket science. We've all heard this stuff before, but number one is be true to yourself. You know who you are. You know what your core values are. You know what you want out of life. Don't sell that short and don't sell it out. Be true to who you are and what you want to accomplish. And when you're faced with a tough decision, ask yourself, is this who I am about? Is this what I am at my core? And the answer will be there for you. I've found throughout my life when I have not been true to myself, that's when I have screwed up and made the decisions I regret later. And yet... When I look at the decisions where I really think they have impacted my life and the other people around them, it's when I have made choices that are really true to who I am inside. And it's hard because I think some people don't know who they are. I was very fortunate. I had a great set of parents who helped educate me and set me up to know who I was. And they gave me a core set of values that I appreciate and I believe in. 
So tip number one is be true to yourself. Trip number two is dream about your future. I run into people all the time who said when they were kids, nobody ever asked them, what do you want to be when you grow up? How could nobody ask a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? We all should be asking the children around us that question all the time. People should be encouraged to look and explore and dream. But you know what? It's not just kids. When's the last time at 50 years old someone asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I'm going to ask you that question right now. I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, or 60. What do you want to be when you grow up? I look at my own life. I'm almost 50 years old. There's a lot ahead of me. When I think of the fact that I have 20 more years of working and maybe 40 plus more years of living, you know, and maybe more than 20 years of working, when I look at that of that thought of 20 years, I could create anything in 20 years. There are people who have built fortunes, created brand new industries. The whole world has been changed in 20 years. So I can do things that really can have an impact over the next 20 years. I could change my whole life. I could make ages 50 to 70 the best 20 years of my entire journey. So why not do it? Why not explore? Why not dream about what that can be like? So whatever age you are, what do you want to be when you grow up? Don't get stuck in mediocre. Don't get stuck in just accepting what there is, what's around you. For goodness sake, dream about your future and dream big. Now, the third, the third tip is help others. I've said this before on this show. One of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite quotes of all time comes from Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar said, you can have anything you want in life as long as you help others get what they want in life. So think about that. If you make it your mission to help the people around you find success, then you're going to find success. People are going to help you. But also, I learned just from this show, just in the 100 episodes I've done, I have learned so much by helping share the information of the people who I've interviewed. So help other people succeed. I think our society gets very myopic when we think of success on me, 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 what I need to do. But when I look at the people who are the most successful, both financially, spiritually, personally, those people are givers. They're willing to take the time to help others. And it doesn't matter who is calling them. They'll take a call from people. They'll answer those questions. Jeffrey Hazlett said it in episode 99 the other day when he said anyone can call him and he'll talk to him. He said his staff gets mad at him because so many people call. But then he questioned people and said, be careful, because if you ask me a question, be ready to talk to me because I'm going to push back on your dreams. So I think that... That's great. Somebody like Jeffrey is willing to take a call from anybody and they'll, they'll, he'll help them and he'll push them to be more than they are. So I think we all need to do that. Who can you help succeed today? You won't know the answer to that if you're not asking questions of people. If you don't know what the dreams and goals of the people in your office are, of your husband, of your wife, of your kids, of your next door neighbor, if you don't know what people are trying to accomplish, you're never going to be able to help them. So ask people. Ask people what they want out of life. Ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And when they give the answer, you might be able to be a conduit to help them because you might have a friend who does exactly that. The next piece of advice is be a good friend. You know, sometimes people just need someone who's willing to listen. And I'm finding as I get older, it's harder and harder to make new friends. 
And that's a shame. And a lot of it has to do with people just get very caught up in their own routine. They're not willing to add anybody or put anybody else in. They certainly don't want to invest the time in other people because they've been burned before. So be a good friend to those people who you already have in your friend, in your circle of friends. I talk about, if you read my blog, I talk a lot about forever friends. And those forever friends are that small group of people who are always there for you. God, they're not judgmental. They're not going to fire you as a friend because they get pissed at you or they disagree with the decision that you made. They're always there for you. And those are few and far between. But beyond just those people, be a friend to, to everybody you meet. Why not just be willing to listen? People tell me, I don't have enough time. You know what? We all have the same amount of time and some people are really good about making other people a priority and some people are not. Being a friend is a choice. And what I think being a friend is about is being there to listen, being there to share an idea, but also being an encouragement to that person because it's so easy to find a naysayer. It's so easy to find someone who's going to point out your faults or point out what they think you did wrong. Every time you turn around, they're there to tell you what your shortcomings are. But you know what? A true friend is there also to tell you what you're doing right. So don't be the naysayer friend because they exist all the time. People go, well, I'm a good friend because I'm willing to tell you, you know, all of your shortcomings. Well, it's true. A good friend will do that from time to time. But if that's all you do, you're not a good friend. You're Debbie Downer and you're a person who's trying to undermine people. A real good friend is there to boost people. They put their hands together and give that leg up when you're trying to climb a wall. So that's my fourth tip. My fifth tip is discover what you're passionate about. You know, it is the world is full of options. There are so many different things that you can do to earn a living, and there are so many different ways that you can create your career. But the problem is, the problem is if you don't know what you're passionate about, well, you're never going to be able to go in 100%. So you've got to be open and look for it. And then once you find it, go for it. Be so excited about what you do. I talked earlier about being enthusiastic. Have so much passion for what you do for a living that people just feel it. They listen to your voice and they say, wow, you really like what you do. I recently gave a speech and when I came off stage, a woman in the audience came up to me and said, Tom, you love what you do for a living, don't you? And I said, yes, I do. And she said, that was so clear when you gave the speech. You weren't just up there going through the motions. You were having so much fun sharing these stories with us. She said that it inspired her. But she said, I could tell by watching you, you love what you do. How cool is that? Don't we all want people to come up to us and say, wow, it is so clear that you love your job. Find that passion and lead with it. And then the sixth, the sixth piece of advice that I would give my kids or anybody else is work hard, but have fun. You know, I started off by talking about Andrew, Andrew Carnegie and the quote, my heart is in the work, but it's work. It's hard working. Having a career is hard. It's not easy. Even if you love what you do and you're passionate about it, it's still, you have to work hard. Nobody is walking around handing out money to people. You've got to go out and earn it. So go work hard, but have fun along the way. Because if you have that passion and you're enthusiastic and you're true to your success and you're a good friend and you're true to yourself and you're helping people find success, it's fun. So get in touch with that. So those are my six tips that I hope put some sort of inspiration into episode 100 because episode 100 is a milestone, but I also want it to be something where you walk away saying, 
I'm so glad I listened to the half-hour show, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, because Tom made me think. So I have a favor to ask all of you, and that is, I've been doing this show. I don't get paid for it. I have a sponsor who helps me a little bit. First of all, let me thank that sponsor. I got to tell you, I am so proud to be sponsored by the production company that helps me put on the show, and that is Podfly Productions. Podfly Productions takes the heavy lifting out of creating a podcast. They allow you to concentrate on putting on good shows because they make sure that all the technology, all the background is taken care of. They set you up with the equipment, they give you the training, and then they do the work to get the shows uploaded to iTunes so that people can listen to them. Podfly Productions is an amazing business partner if you want to have a podcast. So check them out. Go to podfly.net slash cool things because they have a special offer for the listeners of this show. And you know what? People do it. They have gotten clients from people who listen to this show who know me because they know I'm serious when I say they're one of the best vendors I've ever worked with in any section of my career. So thank you to Podfly Productions for sponsoring this episode. However, I do have that favor because I don't really make money off the podcast. I make money when I speak, when I consult, and when I coach. So if you're a listener of this show and you like what I'm doing, I'm going to ask a favor of you. Who do you know that plans business events, either in the association world or I work a lot with companies who put on users conferences or employee conferences? If you know somebody who puts on events like that or is in an association that hosts events like that, I'm not saying tell them to hire me. Just let them know that I exist. Tell people that I should be on the short list for the speakers they consider for their next event. Because I'll tell you, if you call and say, hey, I know this guy, he's a speaker, you should hire him, that's scary. No meeting planner wants to be told who to hire. And yet if you say, I know someone who does an interesting program that might, might make your event better, it's called the Conference Catalyst. He should be on your short list of speakers that you talk to. You know what happens? People call me. Because everybody wants to have really good options on a short list. And the truth is, when you have a short list, you pick who's best for you. And I am not going to be the best fit for everybody. But if they don't know that I exist, those who I would be the best, the best fit for, those people never can call me because they don't know that I'm out there. So I'm going to ask that favor. If you know somebody who plans events, just tell them. Check Tom out at TomSinger.com. And also, if you've been looking for someone to coach you on how to get unstuck in your career, especially if you're a lawyer, a banker, an accountant, or any service professional, but really anybody, if you're looking for someone who can coach you just to find that enthusiasm, that spark to get a little bit better knowledge about how to do business development and to help you twist for how in the world, how in the world can you grow your brand, your network, and your influence, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I'm starting to do more of it and I'm finding, oh my gosh, I love it. I absolutely, I've just added two new clients and I am so excited every two weeks when I get to talk to them because I know I can help them. When they share with me what's making them stuck and where they want to go, I know that I can help them because I've been there. I only work with people who I know I can help because my life experience was the same thing. I was the guy who was stuck. So if you know somebody who could use that little spark in their career, let them know I exist. Again, I may not be the right person for them to hire, but I might be. So as I sign off on episode 100, I'm going to go back to another quote from Andrew Carnegie. And I will tell you, yes, I'm a little fascinated with Andrew Carnegie because of our new ties to Carnegie Mellon University. But I ran across this quote this weekend, and that is, people who are unable to motivate themselves must be content with mediocrity, no matter how impressive their other talents. 
That's a really powerful quote from Mr. Carnegie, because if you're not willing to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and go out and make the business grow and, and build that career and build your reputation and your brand and your community, it doesn't matter how good you are at the work you do, because good work isn't enough. In the world we live in today, if you want to really succeed, if you want to really have that high, high levels of success, you've got to do more than good work. You have to take it seriously that building a business is work, and you got to put your heart into that work. So that's what I have for you for episode 100. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being with me for however long you've been here along the journey of 100 episodes. We're going to be back in a couple of days with another interesting interview with someone who's cool. But in the meantime, I want you to go out there and have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.